you are listening to Pursumedia Minutes. Here is the bottom line and above, from Pursumedia Weekly Newsletter, published on June 14, 2023. To sign up for our Iran Weekly Newsletter, please get in touch with us. Acting locally, but thinking nationally? Years ago, I had the privilege of speaking with one of the country's most respected scholars on Iran, who likened studying Iran to trying to hold a fistful of sand, just when you think you finally have a good grasp on it, he mused, you open your hand to examine it and it all runs through your fingers. This past week provided one of those moments when all we thought we knew about Iran ran through our fingers. Well, maybe not all, but the government may be making another reversal of policy as it tries to regain its footing six months after last year's protests. Once again, pragmatic former IRGC men may be among the prime advocates of the change. Less certain, however, is whether the Nizam can effectively implement such a change without letting the temptation of corruption and the impulse to retain control undermine the project. Specifically, this past week we witnessed the government of President Ibrahim Raisi, which embodies the Nizam's effort to strengthen its control by installing conservative loyalists at the head of all three branches of government, take the first step toward decentralized governance. During a visit to East Azerbaijan province, he announced the separation of a major copper mine there from the National Iranian Copper Industries Company, devolving control of the mine to local management and officials. As reported in the Pursumedia Daily Summary, this separation of the mine from the national company means that the revenue from the exploitation of its estimated $320 billion in copper reserves will no longer flow to the central government but will largely remain in the Turkish-speaking province. This move follows his visit last month to impoverished Sistan and Baluchestan where he inaugurated a border market, talked tough about securing the region's rights to Helmand River water, and claimed that promotion of provincial plans and projects was the purpose of his visit. Other developments suggest that this is not a one-off bit pork-barrel politics, but the commencement of an initiative toward more regional governance. Raisi has appointed his erstwhile vice-president and economic advisor, Mohsen Rezai, to be Secretary of the Supreme Council of Economic Coordination, where he can oversee economic initiatives across the Nizam. The former IRGC commander, a Bakhtiari from Huzestan, has long advocated economic federalism that would give the provinces greater control over their local resources. He likely has an ally in Majlis Speaker Mohammad Bagher Ghalibaf, who is also a longtime advocate of devolving greater authority to local governments and has even written a book on the topic. It is no coincidence that there is a bill before the Majlis, promoted by Ghalibaf allies, to expand the powers of provincial governors, an idea Raisi's Minister of the Interior, IRGC Brigadier General Ahmad Vahidi, has previously endorsed. The conservative outlet Farhitegan recently helped promote an intellectual justification for such decentralization by publishing a series of interviews with a sociologist who argued that the traditional local leaders and cons of Sistan and Baluchestan and Kurdish areas were in fact loyal bulwarks against Western imperialism who were suppressed by Reza Shah's drive to centralize power in his hands. The idea of decentralizing government and the economy is hardly new in Iran, one can find proposals going back to the constitutional revolution early in the 20th century. More recently, in the 1990s, President Mohammad Hatami implemented a constitutional provision for elected local government councils, 
but Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei and hardline allies like the late Chief of the Judiciary Ayatollah Muhammad Yazdi actively sought to discourage the councils from engaging in national politics, while the reformist majlis stripped them of their ability to set the rates for and collect local taxes. In 2014, the Majlis Research Center published a study that blamed uneven economic development on Iran's inefficient administrative structure and called for, among other things, its decentralization and reorganization. President Hassan Rouhani's interior minister embraced the idea and established a working group to review reorganizing the country's administrative regions. But, like so many other domestic initiatives of the Rouhani government, the president's focus on foreign policy and resistance from hardliners ensured that the idea went nowhere. The experience of the protests last fall may have given new impetus to the idea of decentralization. The relatively heavy fighting the security forces had to engage in to suppress the protests in Kurdish-majority areas and Sunni-majority Sistan and Baluchestan in particular may have focused minds in the IRGC and among the less dogmatic principalist politicians like Rezaei and Galibov. During the especially brutal protests over fuel prices in November 2019, ethnic and sectarian minorities in Huzestan, Kurdistan, and Kermanshah were statistically overrepresented among the number of protesters killed in the unrest, and Sunni and Baloch Sahadan experienced some especially violent clashes last fall. The IRGC in particular raised the alarm publicly about the danger of ethnic separatism as it sought to put down the demonstrations last fall. Again, it is no coincidence that, as reported in the Pursue Media Daily Summary a couple of weeks ago, the IRGC Cultural Institute has begun promoting a new concept of national identity that recognizes and seeks to alleviate such social divides. But can they bring it off? Every move towards decentralization tends to ignite fears of the disintegration of the country. Raisi's announcement of the separation of the local copper mine from the national company produced a firestorm of criticism on social media, from both reformist and principalist-leaning observers. Even more intractable is the Nizam's impulse to retain control. Neither Rezaei nor Galibov are proposing greater democracy, merely devolving responsibility down to the local level. But local responsibility almost always produces demands for greater power, and it is not clear that the Nizam, certainly, not while Khamenei is alive, is prepared to devolve real power down to the provinces and risk local elites getting big ideas. It is especially hard to envision the regime devolving even partial control of the vital oil industry to the governor of Huzestan. It is telling that the CEO of the local mine in East Azerbaijan that Raisi liberated from the National Copper Company has connections to the IRGC. Iran's much ballyhooed effort at the privatization of state-owned economic enterprises was subverted by insider connections and old-boy networks that ensured that few of the state assets ended up in private sector hands. Instead, most enterprises were transferred to opaque firms controlled by the IRGC, various boneyards, and state pension funds. That experience suggests that this apparent drive towards greater regional governance risks simply transferring power to local elites with loyalties to national-level patrons that ensure control is still top-down. That said, perhaps the near-death experience of the Mahsa Amini protests scared straight enough Nizam loyalists so that this time some real changes are enacted. I wouldn't bet on it, but then, it wouldn't be the first time I thought I had a handle on how the Nizam operates, only to open my hand and watch it run between my fingers.
Pursue Media provides media research, open-source intelligence, AI-driven analytics, and strategic communications consultancy. For more information about our advanced AI solutions or to subscribe to Pursue Media products and services, please get in touch with us.